You're back. So glad you stopped by. I'm Peter Alsop, and today our song to chew is based on an actual event that happened in my home. Sometimes when something traumatic happens to someone else, it can help us understand what's going on in our own lives. We are often blinded to the stumbling blocks in our own relationships, but when we get to look at someone else's relationship difficulties from the outside, we recognize something familiar about it, and it can give us some clarity about our own relationships. So here, from my Disciples of Perfection album, is Our Dog Bit Our Cat. Our dog bit our cat last night I think that our cat is all right Some blood in his ear His eyes swollen half shut But he's freaked out because of the fight almost 20 years old He survived two coyote attacks And our dog is uptight And she heard a door slam She just never learned how to relax So our dog jumped and snapped As poor Leo, our cat Walked unconsciously by in the dark Leo hissed and clawed back but the damage was done and the dog couldn't take the bite back when some lines are crossed it's hard to forgive there's no rules about how to behave but we got to forgive to get on with our lives so we figure it out case by case stressed he looks whacked but I know how he feels it just takes time to heal when your partner has broken the rules of your pack I don't know if a cat can't forgive well they live and let live I've been told after someone's been burned can the old trust return? Or is the dog in the doghouse till she's dead and cold? Guess we'll just have to see what unfolds. When some lines are crossed, it's hard to forgive. There's no rules about how to behave.
Ah, a bite from a loved one, a betrayal from an uptight partner. One of us snaps at the other, and we can't take back words that have been said in anger. Sounds very human. I wrote this song because I learned an important lesson about forgiveness. I used to think that forgiving someone was about telling them that what they did was okay. Well, that never went down too well with me because some things people do to other people will never be okay. But I found out that that's not what forgiving is about. It's about self-care. It's about unhooking from someone who did something that was definitely not okay. So we can get on with our own lives. As long as that trigger or button that was created by our trauma, our betrayal of trust or our abuse, stays undealt with and emotionally charged, we stay hooked to the event and the perpetrator. When we see or hear anything that reminds us of the event or the person who hurt us, if we accidentally run into them at a store or restaurant, or we hear something on the news that reminds us of our trauma, we relive the pain of that event. So naturally, we avoid things, consciously and subconsciously, that might be something we would enjoy or learn from just because we don't want to be triggered again. It can become such a theme in our lives that we build in protective behaviors unconsciously. And after a while, it's so automatic that we don't even realize that we're doing it. We miss out on family gatherings or our favorite coffee shops or many, many things that would enrich our lives and help us grow and stay in balance. And we can also unconsciously pass these triggers on to our children and our families. So, forgiving someone does not mean that we think that what they did was okay. It means that we want to let go of our loaded triggers and buttons so we can get on with our lives. And no one else but us will know when and if we're ready to do this. As the song says, we figure it out case by case. This might be something that would be helpful for you to think about by yourself. Are the people in your life who you have not forgiven for some kind of trespass or betrayal of trust? Because we can decide to let go of some of these triggers that we still carry, some of the buttons that other people can push, even if they live in another state, another country, people who are dead. The thought of them can still push our buttons. Do you have relatives who no longer have any authority over you or old friends who made selfish decisions because they were afraid of something that had nothing to do with you, with whom you are still hooked? It's your life. It's up to you if you want to try to unhook. And it helps to have people around you for support when you decide to unhook. We'll leave it there for now. Seems to me that the content of a song is more important than the music, even though the music is critical for communicating the ideas in the song. So I don't usually discuss the musical elements or the nuances of engineering or producing. But this song has some interesting things about its arrangement for any of you musicians or producers who are listening. Some folks can write complicated musical orchestrations for their songs, but I don't even read music very well. I learned to play music by just doing it. So it's always amazed me what happens when a virtuoso musician comes in to record with me in the studio. People who know how to read music, who play the cello or violin flawlessly, who don't even have frets to help them remember where to put their fingers, amazes me. They're that good. But I've found that many classically trained musicians, after spending hours and hours mastering all the incredible nuances required to read and play classical music properly, are uncomfortable jamming or improvising music. That skill probably requires a different brain muscle than what they use to read music. I've had a couple of world-class musicians in the studio who asked me to hum the part that I want them to play so they could write it down. And then they play what they wrote down. Of course, some folks can read and improvise. This song features my pal Greg Hilfman, classically trained on the piano, but exemplary in his ability to jam or improvise, and Jimmy McVeigh, who plays slide guitar with me on this one, and me on guitar and harmonica. Jimmy and I are more inclined to play by ear, although he can also read music. I know he's written arrangements for a number of films. 
What I found interesting here is the musical break in this song. When we went into the studio, I had no idea what it was going to sound like. I simply recorded each of us playing a solo on the break, and then I went through the three tracks and picked my favorite parts from each solo. When it came time to mix, I simply turned up the volume on the instrument part that I liked the best when it came up, and I turned down the other two. What happened was a really great instrumental break that I never would have thought of myself. Greg's piano, Jimmy's slide guitar, and snips and snaps of my harmonica solo all combined to make one seamless instrumental break that I love. Oh, and I want to make sure to thank my wife Ellen Gear for singing the great tight harmonies with me. She'd never forgive me if I forgot. Only kidding. I know we were talking about forgiveness earlier. She's taught me so much about forgiving over our 45 years together. Thank you, my dear. I'm Peter Alsop, and thanks to you two for subscribing and listening to my Songs to Chew podcast. I'd love to hear from you if you're enjoying these. Peter at PeterAlsop.com. I'll see you next week with another episode. Bye for now.